Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Wildcard weekend, NFL, playoffs, Sunday, three-game slate. Sorry, I was going to say six-game slate again. Six teams on the three-game slate Sunday only. If you're looking for all of the Saturday picks, please go to Mayo Media Network. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network, and you can find the Saturday slate up there right now. Unless you're watching this on Sunday morning, then it's probably pretty irrelevant if you're watching the Saturday picks. But hey, maybe you just want to support the show. I don't know. Smash the like button to this video in the comment section. Tell me your favorite differentiator on the Sunday three-game slate on DraftKings this week that will separate you from everyone else. And when that player goes off and they're like 2% owned, probably on a three-game slate, it's more like 7% owned, but you know, you get what I'm getting at here. But the three-game slate on Sunday, Jake Seeley from TheAthletic.com is joining me once again to break everything down. Let's start at the running back position. And we see number one in terms of the pricing. No big shocker. Derrick Henry is just sitting there. $9,200. Alvin Kamara is expected to come off of the COVID-19 list. He is $8,500 against Chicago. Then you got David Montgomery, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, James Conner, Kareem Hunt. There's a big drop-off once you go from J.K. JK Dobbins all the way down to James Conner. That goes from sixty six dollars to $5,000. So you have your big five on the slate on Sunday, which is hugely different of how the Saturday slate actually shapes up. So what do we do at running back? We actually have options this time. Yeah, I think we do. I think Kamara is going to be so, I think, what did you say for Taylor on the other show? Did you thought Jonathan Taylor was going to be like 75% owned? I think, I think Kamara over that, that if he plays, I think he goes past that. That's where I think, I think everybody's going to go directly to Kamara. He's $700 cheaper than Derrick Henry. Uh, you don't have to worry about game script with him and the fact that, you know, if Derrick Henry starts to lose. Derrick Henry could lose touches either way. We've seen it before. That's why he's so tough at this price is because in the Derrick Henry games, it's great. But even the Derrick Henry games from two weeks ago where they have a lead, all of a sudden it's Darrington Evans in the fourth quarter. Or if they're behind, it's Darrington Evans in the fourth quarter. So you can see scenarios where I think everybody out there is just going to immediately put in the savings. And also you still have somewhat fresh in everybody's mind, six touchdowns in Kamara's last game that he played. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kamara has twice the ownership of Derrick Henry. But to go back to your point about what you made on the other show about Jonathan Taylor, I'm not that concerned about it. I think if I can find a way to get Kamara in there, I'm going to do it because I don't really love the other $6,000 options outside of J.K. Dobbins. I really like him. Mark Ingram was barely on the field, even though he was active. It doesn't matter if he's active or not. J.K. Dobbins is by far away the best player in that backfield, and he's really come on late in the season. David Montgomery gets a ton of opportunities, but we know how good the Saints are. And similar to the other show again, when you mentioned Tampa Bay, the one thing about the Saints run defense is they're also good against pass catching running backs, unlike Tampa Bay, where they have some vulnerabilities you pointed out. The Saints have been really good both ways. So, Montgomery at 20 touches still might only account for 65 yards. So I'm on I'm on Dobbins and Kamara as my top two. How many rosters do you think start their teams Henry Kamara and just go that way? Mm, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to try and do that just because it's really so... you don't think that people are going to see Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, the two best players, fantasy players on this slate, and not try to jam them in. I'll I'll say. 
Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe this is a high number. I was going to say like 20, 25 percent. I think it's I think you see almost I think it's going to be closer to 50 to have both them on a team. Paul, what do you think? If, if you're playing this week, how many people do you think trying to jam in both of those guys? I mean, I haven't actually made a lineup, so I don't know how difficult it is. If you put both them in, you have, that. you have 4,600 left per 4, player. 4,600 per player. And let's just say, screw it, you take the Titans defense uh, to pair up with Henry against the Ravens, they're 22, all of a sudden you have $5,000 left per spot. You can make that work, easy. While, yeah. while you're it thinking, probably well, takes he, you off of like Lamar Jackson, but... Sure, but if you're going to play yeah, Titans you defense, could, you you're probably... You get not. like... Ben Roth, Roethlisberger, and then no. See, so here's play. my point. While you're talking know. that, while you're talking this through, tough question. Mike I think is, it's it's probably challenging, but I would be I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of people with it. Hmm. Okay. Here, here, here's why to where you're going with that, Pat, is because I've kind of tried to play around with it already. Is he mentioned Ben Roethlisberger? The problem is Ben Roethlisberger, despite being the value at quarterback. The wide receivers are still in the 6,000 range. Even Claypool's at 5,200, which isn't terrible, but, you know, Claypool hasn't been that much usage of late. And, the, you know, Mike Tomlin even mentioned that. The problem is, is to get to where you need to at wide receivers, you, also, you, you often can't, because of how the pricing shakes out, get the quarterback unless you do something like Mooney and Trubitsky, but then you're ignoring Allen Robinson. So I think it's because the wide receivers correlated with their quarterbacks is what kind of kills that lineup. I think I would still just take that. I mean, I could potentially get eight touchdowns from those two guys. I think it'd be crazy <laughs> to leave that. Like, if people aren't going to do that, I will figure out a way to make that work and just take those two. Well, so, I, I, I think they're by far better than everyone else. Like, not obviously not points per dollar. Like, I in, can envision a scenario where James Conner at five thousand dollars is a really good play this week. Nah, I can't on that one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm completely off James Conner. That backfield he looks miserable this team passes a ton and cleveland should have no problem getting passed on uh i i i will say this what you just said makes me think of like hey can you tweet me or tweet me just text me on saturday once you know because if it is 15 percent that are doing it then i will do it if it's 40 to 50 like you think it is then i'm not doing it if that makes sense. No, I, I would tend to agree with you on that. If it, I The only reason I didn't really consider it, because when I looked at it, I was like, oh, fuck, how can I play those two? <laughs> and I'll, just, I'll figure it out from there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you were thinking like, how can I? Yeah. And, and there are ways to get around it. You could say, look, I'm going to go back to the Mooney thing, although I feel like if he plays, you know, one is how healthy is he? But if he plays, I feel like people are going to go to him because he had a lot of success late in the year. You were off Mooney for the longest time when we were doing all your ranking shows. I remember that because you came back at me. And you're like, yeah, but how many times has he done it? And it was a valid argument. But, you know, looking at the wide receivers, I think you could go like a Mooney, Corey Davis. and But see, now you're doubling down with Davis and Derrick Henry, which I, has I, I, happened I'm, before. I, I'm not super opposed to doing something like that on a three game slate. I think it matters less than right. it does when you have a full, full complement of, you know, 12 game or 12 games and 24 teams to pick from is a whole lot different than three games. You're going to have to double up somewhere. Well, and you could do my favorite value for sure. 4,100 Rashard Higgins. I love Rashard Higgins, especially a kid with Kaderil Hodge not playing. Yeah. I'm going to be all in on Higgins. Uh, Cause yeah, he is a tremendous price this week and you're going to need to find someone down on that list. Let's continue with quarterbacks though, before we move on, I, I completely, yeah, before, you're giving we, me some options here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I, is there, what does Nick Chubb 
Percentage of times this week, Chubb at Pittsburgh, Henry at home against Baltimore. Percentage of times out of, let's say, 100, Nick Chubb scores more than Derrick Henry. Percentage? Yeah, just out, out of 100 times, how many times does Chubb score more than Henry? 10. 10? Like you think it's a 1 in 10? Like 90, 90% of the time, Henry outscores Chubb. Yes. Okay. I would. I, 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 I think I that's, don't just like, I don't like, that's just a huge spread for anyone. Yeah, I don't like I don't like Chubb or Hunt with this split backfield against the Pittsburgh defense with Cleveland falling apart, unfortunately, with their COVID problems, including um Bettinio. I don't I don't Bettinio, Bettinio, however you say his last name, the offensive lineman. Uh I look at offensive line more as a whole. I don't care about the damn names. Uh, the offensive line's a little bit of concern. So I just I don't I don't really want to get in on Chubb or Hunt. And if you're talking Chubb for his price, again, I'm not just for that price. I'm not even touching him. 67 actually, I don't think is that bad of a price. Like I think it's a better not, price than Mon- again. Dobbins is 66. Yeah, I can see myself because you need to save money somewhere. As we said, there's a lot of expensive options that you will want to play here. I can see myself just kind of praying that it's a Gus Edwards around the goal line game, and somehow he gets the ball from the nine and takes it in. And then at 4,400 dollars, he not only earns his. 13 to 15 DK points. He just takes those points away from all the people who have Dobbins. Because I do think that either Henry or Kamara paired with Dobbins, now that you've kind of talked me through it, that's the more likely scenario. You pick either Henry, you pick Kamara, and go to Dobbins. That seems like the most logical play. It does. It does seem logical. I'm also building a lineup right now to do your specifications to see if I can get something I enjoy. <laughs> and and it is it it is of note that even in these blowout games or and I'd be curious to see what the distribution is when it's close if Ingram does sit again which would be fantastic for both those guys. Dobbins is clearly the better player when you watch the game. He's a better fantasy player too, but Edwards 15 carries, 12 carries, two catches, one catches like if I can get 13 touches to 15 touches from a $4,400 running back on a three game slate. Like there's real value to that. There is. And there's certainly is. I think the real thing here to go back with the Dobbins scenario is what is his touch differential from Nick Chubb? I don't think it's much different at all. And if you gave me the defenses that they're facing, the opportunities that they're facing, the situations with the offenses as a whole, and the COVID situation with the Browns, you just, I'm going to take Dobbins 10 times out of 10. And then if you drop down, like, I guess the one way you look at this too is maybe if you really want to go Cleveland, we already talked about Higgins and I know we're talking about wide receivers and we'll get to them in a minute, but People's- you go the hunt route. Yeah, you, no, I was going to say you go the hunt route. Hunt just doesn't do it for me. He looks bad. <laughs> do, you th- do you think there's, he's hiding something? It would, that would make a lot of sense. Like, that would explain a lot. I mean, maybe, you know, you brought this point up earlier on the other show about Cooper Cup. Maybe if you're going for a cheap savings play, you go to Latavius Murray and say, and you say, hey, maybe Alvin Kamara doesn't feel 100%. Oh, that's super interesting. What's Murray's price? Murray is... 45. 45, yeah. Or you play them both. We're playing both. Yeah. I mean, you could do that with the Ravens running backs too. And just say like, Hey, I think the Ravens smash here and I think they do it all on the ground. I can play both these guys. I don't uh, think that I, I don't. I, and be by doing that, you still get one of Camara or one of Henry. Yeah. yeah. Could you, could you fade both the top dogs and go Chubb Dobbins Montgomery? That, that, that seems stupid to me. 
<laughs> I was just about to say <laughs> something I'm not doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, wide receivers. Let's talk wide receivers. Because like we mentioned on the show about the Saturday slate, the best values and the differentiators are going to be at receivers. So we'll talk game stacks and like where you should really go. The only like up talk uh, receiver that I did want to get to can you talk me if I'm not going to play Camara? Maybe even if I do play Camara, maybe that's a stack you want to do here. Breeze, Michael Thomas, Camara, and just losers after that. I was, you know, going to do that. Was the first thing I was going to bring up was Michael Thomas. You know, the plan was put him on the IR, have him ready for the playoffs. He hasn't looked good this season. I don't think a lot of people are excited to use him because they are so. Here's the thing with Michael Thomas too. You have the carryover from the seasonal people who are so just pissed off in general because they spent a first rounder on him and then lost their entire season to him is there's some appeal there with him where you go this route and say, you know what, Michael Thomas, 100% Michael Thomas, if he hits with Drew Brees, you're not, I mean, this price is just something you've never seen on Michael Thomas before. Like, when, do you, when was the last time you remember Michael Thomas almost being close to 5,000? He's 6,300. Yeah, it, it seems really shocking to me. And in the games when he played this season, like, obviously, like, a ton of fantasy points didn't follow, but the opportunity was still there for him. It's not like he was going out and putting up, like, three for 41. It was like, eight for 101 like I'll, I'll take that in a three game slate yeah i think that's where that's what you're looking for 100 percent. Hmm. i don't really have much more to add to that i just think that's michael thomas's intriguing play out of i you know what i want to be surprised again i'm going to come back to you i'm going to be texting you on a saturday i wouldn't be surprised if he actually ends up with a decent ownership because of that because people are smart enough to know that Okay, uh, with no Kaderil Hodge this week, I, I'm 100% on, in on you with Rashard Higgins. I think he's going to be relatively popular, though, at $4,100. People aren't stupid. They're going to see, like, oh, that's a really good price for a guy who's going to get a lot of runs. So let's throw him out of that mix and talk purely about okay. the wide receivers in the $3,000 range. With Hodge out, could you make a case for Donovan Peoples-Jones as the deep threat on this team and maybe he can get behind the defense? You could. I, I don't know. If, is he 100% though? Because No, he but, but he's playing. up in their finale? But, but he's playing. Yeah, I think you can make a case for him. I think you can make a case to stay in this game and go to James Washington. You oh, know, they keep actually, using I, him at times. I, I'm going to update the Peoples-Jones thing. He is not back at practice after sustaining the concussion. The expectation is that he will pass, but that's no certainty. So just keep it, keep that in mind. Okay. So I'm going to so be gonna, back from the concussion. Absolutely. 3,200. I'm, I'm just going to go down the list here because Willie Sneed is back at practice too. Like, what do you make of the Ravens? Because everyone's going to be on Hollywood Brown. He's had a bunch of great games in a yep. row. But then you have Sneed, Boykin, Des Bryant. Like, these guys could all catch touchdowns. That's not out of the realm of possibility. They could. But that's what you're hoping for is a touchdown. I think that's the actual sneaky play is the Willie Sneed one. Because if you're talking about Boykin, it's been one, two catches and a touchdown. Des Bryant, same thing. The one that's kind of shocked, I think it was twice this year, that where Sneed had you know, a big, big game, like bigger than them catching a touchdown. I think if he's back, he becomes the sneakier option between the two. The one good thing about it is one of them is likely to catch a touchdown because the Tennessee Titans pass defense is so piss poor. That's really what you're going for. Everybody's going to be on Marquise Brown because of that. Marquise Brown has also been on a run. He's been on a run since week 10 or so, where it's been a touchdown or very close to it with 90 yards, double digits every single game. So uh, I talked about this with Joel Holcomb. I, I don't love Marquise Brown because it's everybody always wants to use him and it's always kind of almost touchdown or bust, but still at 5,400, you're, I'm going to be okay with him. Anytime you get me Marquise Brown in the low to mid 5,000 range and an opportunity against a defense like this, I'm going to be okay with using him. Okay. 
Who else? We talked about Mooney. Duvernay, you pair him up with the Ravens defense and maybe he scores a special teams touchdown. He gets his like, <laughs> say, not- he gets his Isaiah McKenzie-esque like three touches a week on offense to try to do something with them. Yeah, I was going to say not if Willie Sneed's back. That's yeah. what that's what you're hoping for, though, is what you just said, is that if my, if he's back, then you're hoping for the special teams. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, I probably don't want Cordero Patterson. Yeah, it, it, this is a much tougher slate than the, than the Saturday slate. That's the first thing I noticed as well, is when you do this, it's it's tough to put one together. So Higgins for sure at 41. Then you got like Mooney or Corey Davis. What do you make of Emmanuel Sanders? Because I think some of the shine will be off of him because Michael Thomas is coming back, but he's been really good. He he has been, but he's been really good because no Michael Thomas. Sure. Like I don't like he had 13 targets in week 17. I doubt he gets 13 targets, but if he can stay in the like seven target range against the bears. I don't even know if he gets that though. That's the problem is it's been a very, very, very big difference. Michael Thomas active and inactive Emmanuel Sanders. It's that second option. It's been very complete. I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but if Michael Thomas is playing, I'd rather use he who shall not be named at tight end than Emmanuel Sanders. Gross. I know. If you don't play Derrick Henry <laughs> and he's not in your lineup, you decide to go with Camara or you just you know, decide to fade the running part of the Titans offense. <laughs> do, do you then I got go, a lineup together, by the way? <laughs> do, do you then go like Tannehill, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, and just try to uh, just say, you know what? Uh, I'll play Gus Edwards and the entire Titans team. <laughs> That's not Derrick. No, Henry. I would play. I would only play two of them because even when it's not Derrick Henry, it's it's I don't think it's ever been all three. That's the biggest thing. That's why I was and I'm not saying this as like a victory lap or anything like this, but this is the argument I had with Brandon Funston on our show at the Athletic before the season even started. Why I was completely off John Smith. It's not because I don't like John Smith. It's just if it's two people, it's going to be A.J. Brown almost every single time. If it's not, it's Corey Davis and Jono, which is fine, but it's always only two in the passing game. It's not really ever a game where A.J. Brown gets 20, Corey gets 15, and Jono gets 12 to 15. Like, the three of them don't really ever hit together. I think maybe it happened one time this year, if even that. And so, I I just, I'm never going to go for all three. I'd rather go Derrick Henry and two of them because that's happened a lot. I, you and I talked about this before. Derrick Henry, every time he scored 14 plus points, which is most of the season, Ryan Tannehill had 17 plus points in all but one game. And that one game was when he still threw for 300 yards. They just happened to kick a bunch of field goals in that game. So the Tannehill, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, that can still work for you. Hmm, that's interesting. So now I'm just trying to break it down of like, what, what, where do you think that people go? At wide receiver, they're filling it out. They've used one of the two expensive running backs. Let me throw those in. Let me sit. Let me throw in Kamara and Dobbins. Just let me check those two in as my two running backs. I have five thousand dollars left per player. I have a I feeling mean, that no one's going to use Allen Robinson. And just thinking about how this game breaks down, he might be the best play at receiver, especially coming off like the down week in week seventeen. I see. I think, and I think that's why I, I could see Allen Robinson in a top three or four ownership because see, i don't like what who in what world are people gonna say you know what um i can either pay for another good running back or i could just pay for michael thomas who's cheaper and use alan robinson like i, I just don't see that especially because mooney is going to be one of the cheaper receivers that people use it's not like people are stacking up the bears you're sure not stacking up the bears but i'm kind of thinking more of if you bring it back 
on the Saints being, you know, scoring 30, 40 points, who do you bring it back with? You bring it back with Allen Robinson. Yeah, you do and you don't, though, only because if you do stack up the Saints side of the ball, you have Breeze, you have Thomas, and you have Kamara more than likely as your three that you're stacking together. Then it just makes Allen Robinson very difficult to afford. If you want another good running sure. back along with it, which but we see, kind I of think talked could... about, that there are five guys that you want, and they're all above like sixty-two hundred bucks. Uh, absolutely, but I think you could also make the case where you could go for the Saint side of it with only Camara, and still bring it back, saying, "I know they're still going to score a ton because what if Taysom Hill gets a rushing touchdown? What if I'm not trying to project whether it's Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, or whoever else at random dude that shows up this week?" because that's what the Saints do. And maybe it's not even Michael Thomas. So maybe Kamara is the only one you use. So I don't know. I, I guess I could see it going either way. My gut as of today just feels like people are on Allen Robinson, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I Your initial first question was before we even got to Allen Robinson to answer you. I was going to say, I think it's either going to be Deontay Johnson or Juju Smith-Schuster is where people are going to go. I, I can most definitely see that. They'll they'll pick and choose between them, and maybe it just happens to be Schuster because he's $5,500. He's $700 cheaper, and sometimes that's just good enough uh, because Marquise Brown is going to be incredibly popular at $5,400, justifiably so with the way he's been playing. The reason that I was going to make the case for Allen Robinson being lower-owned because Mooney is such a good value is the same case that I would make that I think that Jarvis Landry is going to be wildly under-owned because everyone's going to go to Higgins. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So, I actually do think Jarvis Landry is going to be low owned, like very, very low owned. Okay, so low ownership, that that's good. Is he a good play though? I think he's a, I think he's a decent play. Mostly because if you're sitting here saying the Steelers aren't going to have a problem scoring, the Browns could have a problem running the ball, as we mentioned, with their concerns right now. And Baker has to throw, even if it's a bad Baker game, that doesn't mean, you know, Jarvis Landry can't walk out there to 12 targets because they have to throw. So, sure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at who the the cheap chalk is going to be at the moment. It's, it looks like it's going to be Corey Davis, Rashard Higgins, and Darnell Mooney. Those are going to be the three guys. I do have Corey Davis in this lineup that I was constructing with the ryan Tannehill, derrick henry alvin Kamara. i do have a team i put one together while we we're talking all right let's talk tight ends it's an it's a more interesting tight end slate too like this slate is just far more fun there are far more options that you can it go is. to because uh, you could say hey at three thousand dollars the best of cole Komet. uh you're, you're looking good there everyone always enjoys themselves some cole Komet, but Hooper, 3900 bucks, way to save money, plus a pretty good option in the Cleveland offense against the Steelers team. I'd say I felt better about Hooper when there were fewer options when people were banged up. So actually, there you go. If Donovan Peoples-Jones doesn't return, I feel better about him. If Peoples-Jones is out there with this back, everybody being out there, essentially, except for Kinero Hodge, but they, and all the tight ends, and I say that, including Njoku and Bryant, uh, I'm not in love with Hooper. Do you just say screw it and do a Baltimore stack? Like, I think the Titans win this game. So that makes it a bit trickier for me with Lamar, Andrews, and Hollywood Brown. But like Jonu at 32 does strike me as a very good price. Or is this a week to be like, hey, the way that I'm going to get tricky and have a lot of chalk guys is just play and just hope it's one of the four Firkser games. Yeah. I know you don't like doing it. I understand that you don't (laughs) like doing these things, but this is how you win one of these slates. 
No, no, no. I'm not saying I don't. I've done it before. Hey, look, the lineup I have has James Washington in it. Uh, but it's just the Ferkser situation is the same. It's I scoffed or not scoffed. I guess I whatever word that is. Meh. I meant the, the thing is the same reason for Janu because I'm still trying to bank on the third option. Most games, just hopefully getting three catches and a touchdown. Well, and if that's the case, then why for, not go with the cheaper guy who no one else is using? Sure. If you're going to go through this game, sure. I just is, is Ebron not playing? I think Ebron's coming back, isn't he? Sure. I, I never play Ebron. But see, to your argument about that scenario, so let's go back to Jared Cook. My argument for Ebron is if you're thinking about Jared Cook, the same tight end is Eric Ebron at the cheaper price. They're the same guy. Sure. I, I just look at Eric Ebron. He's had some very good games this year, but he's never had like an awesome game, which I always find kind of surprising. He'd be more of a catch. But you don't game. need one this week. You just need the 15. I mean, the 15 is the most he's scored in a game this year. And he's done it, what, two or three times? Yeah, he, I know he's got 15, he has, 14. Yeah, he did it in week 17 against this very team. But Yeah, but he also had 13, 13, 13, weeks 11 through 13. He had a 14.8 against Baltimore. 16 against Houston. He's done it before multiple times. And that's all you need this week. I don't know if it's all you need. Like, I, I if mean, you get 14 I, I, I just, at, I just look at Austin Hooper, who's put up basically the exact same amount of points as him. And I know that he, I get these $200 more, but he'll be substantially lower on than Eric Ebron. I think people are still worried about Eric Ebron being out with COVID. I mean, if he ends up, if he ends up playing, people are going to play him, especially because it's Sunday and they'll have that Saturday information that they can go off of. If he doesn't end up playing, well, look at it this way: if you if you smartly build your lineup enough where you can bank two hundred, or actually have Hooper in it, or either way, like you bank two hundred or have Ebron or Hooper, you leave it for the night game, and then whichever one's lower on, that's the one you go to. Yeah. And again, you can use the ownership projections up on ftndaily.com along with the optimizer and get all of your picks and the strategy moves. And remember to utilize your late swap on DraftKings. That's what you want to be doing, especially on a short site like this. But if you use code Mayo at ftndaily.com, it's already highly discounted for the NFL playoffs because you know, there's only like four weeks left of games that you can actually utilize it for. But use code Mayo, you get yourself even more of a discount. So if you're serious about NFL DraftKings or NFL DFS in general, highly suggest ftndaily.com. So Jared Cook, yeah, Jared Cook hasn't hit 15 this year. His high is in the 14. So again, if you're thinking about him, just use Ebron or Hooper. You kind of glossed over because I didn't. You, you were continuing your point and you didn't come back to it when you and I were talking. I don't mind the Mark Andrews one. Actually, I think that's an intriguing one. If you go Lamar Jackson, because you don't have to go Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. You can do, because it's happened times this year, you could go Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, and Lamar Jackson, like those three, because Lamar Jackson might only throw for 180 yards and two touchdowns, but they both might go to Mark Andrews and nobody else, and then Dobbins and he do all the work on the ground. So, I think that's an intriguing one too because he is only I say only but Mark Andrews at $5200 is not a prohibitive price. No, and if someone like listen, if you get 15 points you said that could be good enough on this slate, it is unless Mark Andrews scores like 30. Just scores 25. Yeah. yeah. And then he's the one that you had to have at tight end. And him and actually Jonu is probably the other one. If someone's going to have a ceiling game, those two guys feel like the two highest ceiling tight ends. Unless Jimmy Graham catches two touchdowns again. <laughs> but even when Jimmy Graham catches two touchdowns, it's like three catches for two touchdowns and 26 yards. 
I was going to say, what were the points in those games? He had 23 in that two-touchdown game. And that's a two-touchdown game. If Mark Andrews scores two touchdowns, it feels like that's going to be a 30-point game. And that's a big difference. I know the the price difference is huge, but when you almost need to have an optimal lineup, thinking about ceiling performances versus median performances is something that you really should take into consideration here. And if you're talking Absolutely. about getting like, like the 15 points from Ebron is fine. That might end up in the winning lineup. Sure. But there's no reason that Cole Komet can't score 15 points. There's no reason that Ferkser can't score 13 points kind of thing. And they're substantially cheaper. And the savings that they give you to go from 37 to 27 or 37 to 3000 means you can pay up at the other positions to get those higher ceiling players that it's not just a one V one. When you start talking about the savings in that situation, it's really a two V two of who else you can afford at the other position because of that decision. Yes. 100%. So you need to really think that through at the same time as well. Quarterbacks. I think you can use any of these quarterbacks, which makes it really intriguing. No one's going to use Mayfield. I could see using Trubisky <laughs> here, though, to be perfectly honest with you. Of course. They have Trubisky. Who, actually, here's a question. Who do you think has more? Who do, you, do you think more people are going to be on Trubisky or Ben Roethlisberger? I feel like everybody's going to try and do like a Ben Roethlisberger, Juju, Deontay kind of stack. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if some people play Trubisky because of the savings. Uh, if I had to project out how I think this is going to go, Lamar Jackson, by far number one quarterback on this slate. I think that Roethlisberger is going to be number two and then probably Tannehill number you. three. I could see Tannehill or Trubisky kind of. You know who is intriguing to me? Taysom Hill, it's quarterback? Kinda, no, <laughs> Taysom Hill, questionable. And oh. if he's out... Drew Brees quarterback because now we don't have to worry about him dicking things up for Drew Brees. I think that you get into a coin flip situation between Trubisky and Baker. That's fair. And I would, I would prefer to have Trubisky because I think that the Cleveland Pittsburgh game could be more of a run it out, slog it up, try to, like milk the clock on the Cleveland side of the ball. And even from the Pittsburgh side of the ball, I I don't envision that being like a 48, 45 game where I could see the bears scoring points against the Saints. I know the Saints defense is awesome, but I can see the Saints scoring a bunch of points and then Chicago rallying back and not actually even coming close, but scoring like 24 points. Yeah. Lattimore has his off games. He's not Jalen Ramsey or Jair Alexander. He's, he's not perfect. So you could absolutely Trubisky always has that in him. It's just the, the problem is when he goes South, he really goes South. That's the issue with Trubisky. The only issue with Trubisky versus someone like Baker, the, there is a key to Baker, which no one else on this slate outside of Lamar really has. And even with Lamar, like if the running back scored the touchdowns, you're screwed anyway with the receivers. But at least with Mayfield, you can kind of figure out where the ball is going. If they fall behind in this game, it's not like Nick Chubb's going to have eight receptions. He's just not going to be used whatsoever. And they haven't really done the hunt thing in a while uh, in terms of just like checking down to him seven times in a game. So realistically, it's probably Baker, Landry, Higgins, and Hooper. And at least you know it's probably going to go to one of those three guys. So what you so you're saying with Trubisky, it's more spread around. With Trubisky, only because you have the David Montgomery factor in the passing game as well, that it does seem when Cleveland gets down, they're just like, we're either going to run or we're going to pass, but we're not passing to our running backs. So you don't miss out on that. So if it's not a huge rushing game from the Browns and it's a huge passing right. game, you're not really in fear of the running backs taking it away and you not having them, where I think that you are with the, bear, with the Bears. 
And I agree with you. And I was going to say, I also already agreed before you made that point. And the fact that I do think Trubisky uses his tight ends a little bit more. And I do think you see him going to certain like last week's game, the, the final game of the season would Moody have 13 in that game. And Alan Robinson only had five or six. I know Jerry Alexander and all that type of stuff, but it's not that it's always Allen Robinson or, or, you know, there's been games where it's been Anthony Miller and then one game is Jimmy Graham and then one game it's Cole Komet. And was, so I do agree with your point overall, even before mentioning the fact that the running backs don't get involved as much. So, yeah, I think that's int- interesting. Okay. Defenses. Let's close this out. What defense are you using? Saints? If I can, which yeah. I can in this lineup. I think it's Saints and Steelers. If I can, I think the one that would become interesting uh, because nobody's going to be use them, using them. And it's similar to the Tom Brady argument. Even with their situation, they can still get pressure. And if you get erratic Ben, which we've seen, and we've seen that a lot more in the second half of the season, you get some sacks, potential turnover. I'm not saying I want to do it, but you keep throwing out, like, if you need this and this to happen, has to happen, 2,500, the Browns defense can make Ben make mistakes. Is it likely? Does it happen 10% of the time? Probably, but... I think that would be the one interesting low play I would go to. Yeah. So, yeah, if you had to use one of the three $2,000 defenses, it would be Cleveland. It wouldn't be Tennessee and it wouldn't be Chicago. Yeah, I would go to Cleveland. Interesting. I could see Tennessee. And that has to really? be 100% predicated on you think that Tennessee jumps out to a big lead in this game. And then you make Lamar pass 40 times. Uh, I and that's I think that's the only way it happens. That that, 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 that actually the is the only way that it happens. But that, that's how <laughs> you have to, the odds of that are even lower. But you have to play that out in your mind like that. And you have to build your lineups accordingly. Like at that point, you would probably play Titans defense with all the actual like Tannehill in the passing game, too, because you need the offense to score all these points and then let right. the defense do the rest of the scoring for you. Right. It's a hard one-off play to get behind. Yeah, Saints, it's probably the Browns. The Browns at $2,500 are probably your median defense who has a good opportunity to to remain competitive in this game, and they're cheap enough at the same time. It does does seem like a week, if you can afford it, to go into the $3,000 level, but we talked about, like, guys are expensive on this site. You probably don't have that luxury. No, but I do have this. Do you want to hear this lineup where I got Henry and Kamara in there? Let me see if I can guess it. I'll try to fill it out at the same time. Okay. Are you, so you are going to start with Henry and Kamara or are you going to start at quarterback and go No, down? I'll start with Henry and Henry and Kamara because you told me you have those two already, and that gives me a good yes. sense of what else okay. is going on in this lineup. Uh, Higgins <laughs> is in this lineup? Yes. Mooney is in this lineup? No. Oh, really? Okay. So I, I didn't even need Mooney. <laughs> okay. So where else are we going here? Corey Davis? Yes. Quarterback well. Mitch Trubisky? No. Ben? No. Mayfield? No. <laughs> oh, wow. You went to Breeze? Tannehill. Oh, you went with Tannehill. Okay. Uh, so you have Jonu, I'm guessing, as your tight nope. end then. No. Nope. This lineup is crazy. So you have Tannehill, Henry, I know. Corey Davis. Because this is, this is if you do this lineup, you're also, this is going to be a different lineup than most everybody. Well, not now that you're saying it on the show. Uh, how much well, do you have? $4,200 left? Uh, Ebron there is, is the tight end. Yes. Okay. So you have Ebron as the tight end. We're now at 43. Is there another receiver? I'll give you a hint. Yeah. From Pittsburgh. Oh, you have James. Why do you love James Washington so much? You know, he sucks, right? No, I just, again, James Washington can hit for three. Th- I needed one 3000 play and I'm going with the James Washington. Like that touchdown is all I need. 
I'm not saying again, this is a wackadoodle lineup. You almost have the entire lineup, don't you? Yeah, I need a defense and flex. You use Browns D, you said? Or you use Saints D nope. in this lineup? Saints D. Saints D. Uh, so let's see. And Andrew and look F- at what you have left for the final position. Uh, so you used either Michael Thomas or Deontay Johnson. Yep, Michael Thomas or Deontay Johnson. I could switch to Deontay Johnson if I want in the second game. So yeah, Tannehill, Henry, Kamara, Thomas, Davis, Washington, Ebron, Higgins in the Saints defense. I mean, I'm not saying this lineup can't win. I would try to maximize more from my quarterback, though. Of course. Like I would but use I would I use John with- I would use Johnu over Ebron in this lineup instead. Right, but you you now you have some extra savings. That, look, I was just putting this together on the fly. I would obviously if I'm doing this, I, I was also not trying to like give it all away. Um, but yeah, I would do that, and then you don't have to do James Washington potentially. Can come down to Deontay, bring up James Washington plus six hundred. So there's other options that, that just it gives this gives people a base to work off of, and you don't need the Saints either. You could drop down to the Steelers for two hundred and save some money. Yeah, no, it abs- just gives you some options to work with. Absolutely, I, I think that some of that could make sense. And if you do use Trubisky as your quarterback, you can make or even Baker as your quarterback uh, with those. Or rece- even Ben and say five hundred with those receiving options, you can make that double double pay up work if you really wanted to. Anyway, that'll do it. Pat Mayo experience, Jake Sealy at Allen Kid on Twitter. What you got going on for playoff coverage? Uh, I already did my playoff coverage for this week. I did broke down all the different ways you can play, including DFS. I did my playoff rankings with tiers. So everybody can build and draft those lineups next week. It's, it's more fun. Next week is going to do awards and do way too early rankings for 2021, all sorts of stuff. Just it's fun time. It's time where I actually get to sleep like a normal person. Unlike you, because you have golf now. Yeah. And kids that wakes me up early. Oh yeah. That's good. That's a given. Uh, anyway, at Kid, theathletic.com. You can follow me at the PME, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm still here every single day. If you missed out on the Saturday Slate Show, I recommend that you go check that out on Mayo Media Network. Please subscribe to the channel. We got a ton of golf coverage. UFC is coming back. Maybe even some hockey coming your way as well. We're trying to cover it all over here at Mayo Media Network, so please tune in. Give us some support. The more support we get, the more shows we can do. And hey, it might not even include me. You might hate me. You're like, hey, I'd rather listen to someone else. That would be perfect, right? And we can do that if you sub to the network. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.